Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills. Each episode, we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Jasper, can you say Rob Beckett? Jasper. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Good boy. There you go. Go on, Jasper. There we go, Jasper. I bet you didn't know many Jaspers growing up, did you, Rob? I think we need to have some sort of diversity of people that do these clips. They're all middle class. Rob, this is your new audience, mate. Deal with it. Stacey, stop it. Let the dog out for a shit and come and do this. Quick, <laughs> Stacey. It's always Jasper and Hugo, isn't it? Jasper did well, though, there, Jasper, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Jasper is two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last week, actually. Happy birthday, Jasp. It would be great if you could play this on your podcast, as my husband doesn't know I've sent it in, and we'll be listening to you whilst in the bath. Quite, quite an image. Yeah. May I add that the bath he will be laying in is second-hand bath water, first used by Jasper. It will no doubt be murky, full of sock fluff, and consists of at least three weeks that Jasper purposely saves for the bath. Oh. Why is he getting in that? Yeah, just run another one. Tell you what, Rob, you have got your working class listener. They're working class in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The eating's been turned off. You know. <laughs> They're in a bath in front of the fire in the front room. Well, I, if I get in, sometimes I get in the bath with the girls, but then I get, I have a shower straight after, and that's me being getting washed time. Yeah. Because you don't, no one gets clean in a kid's bath, do they? No one gets clean in a kid's bath. There's no, there's no, there's no actual, uh, you know. I was going to say it's purely for pleasure then, and then I thought, that is a very bad yes, choice. Yes, no, no, it's their pleasure, not your pleasure, which is still not great. I still it? don't think that's ideal, Rob. No. Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm happy that it's half term. Yeah, of course. Um, you, yours, you're, you're still in nursery stage, but, like, my eldest was just getting knackered with, like, she was just so, like, Zoom fatigue oh, fuck, yeah. and just over it. And, like, you know, you know, we're not working as much as we normally would be and we can't go and do things, but she was, like grinding every day like not like nine till three doing different stuff so like she's exhausted and we're like floating around bored and i've got a five-year-old who's like frazzled like a new york accountant <laughs> so we quite enjoyed just like bluey is on disney plus now so they're just watching that in their 90s eating chocolates left over from valentine's basically so yeah you did you went valentine's big didn't you Yes, Lou loves an event. Um, also, that was more extreme. We basically, Lou did all this really. It wasn't any of mine doing. She got like teddies from chocolates and set up like it was a birthday, but for Valentine's. But I think just we are doing anything we can just to make the days different. So yeah. we just went, let's just go mad. If there's something you can cling on to, we just went mad for Valentine's in our in our house. And uh, Catherine Ryan put on a good thing where some people, you know, you, saw, you know that thing about spoiling your kid and stuff like that. She was just like, I don't want my kid to be impressed by a packet of crisps. 
You know, like <laughs> I want them to be treated well. You know, I want them to have high expectations, which I think is good, isn't it? So they know they're worth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we were, we were all good. Um, how are you, Josh? How are you getting on? I've got. I've had some terrible news, Rob. Oh, no. I hope you're sitting down for this, Rob. Yeah, I don't normally stand up to do podcasts. That's mental. You're not Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross phoning no. Andrew Sachs, are you? Yeah, that worked out well, didn't it? Stood up. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't we all just sit down and think about what we're saying, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Bit too freewheeling, isn't it, stand up? <laughs> so, Rob. Yes, go on. Sorry. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Okay. You ready? Go on. I've had my bin stolen. <laughs> okay, right. What bin is it? <laughs> That's all you've got. That trip to do the bins once a week, you only trip out, really, isn't it? Mate, it's a very... I've, I need your advice. Okay, right? what bin is it? Is it a big wheelie bin? Yeah, so I Hackney Council, a couple of weeks ago, we all got new bins, mate. We all got bigger bins yeah. because Hackney Council are changing their pickups of the main bin, not the recycle bin, yeah. from one week to fortnightly. For, yeah, we're on a fortnightly shift. It's, yeah. it's a tough gig. Down well, in South East, it's a tough yeah. gig. You, you always got too much. I, I'm going sh- to shock you of how many bins I've got in a minute. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, well. I've had to buy I, extras. I hope you've double-checked that they've got your initials on all of them, well, Rob. Uh, because... yeah, you have to have. You have to have your name written on them. Yeah, well, I found that about half the fucking hard way, mate. <laughs> so you've just got a completely bare bin. Well, got a new bin. So we got a new bin. Right? Yeah. Everyone got new bins. Yeah. A week ago. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go into the politics of the fortnightly delivery. I know a lot of people are angry. <laughs> I realise there's cuts in local government. Yes. I also realise people need to be encouraged to do the recycling. That is not the issue I have here. Yeah, because you've got a separate food bin, yeah? Yeah, separate food bin, separate yeah. recycling. So, you know. And, and then all, any other, which is basically, you know. Yeah, any, so it's the any other bin, yeah. which is probably a third bigger than your average wheelie bin. So I was excited to get this. I, I would argue the any other bin is the bin they want to be obsolete soon, but I would argue they're getting bigger. <laughs> People well, are... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, Rob. Mine is obsolete. <laughs> it's, it's disappeared. It's completely it's, gone. I'm, I'm having to go full recycling. I've got no option. <laughs> You're gonna self-sustain. Right. Yeah, basically gonna be the good life at my house from now on, Rob, but there we go. So talk talk me through what's the situation currently? You've got you didn't write anything on the bin. No, not in the first five days of having the bin. Yep. And then yesterday came out, no bin. But the bin men had been, so I presumed it had been delivered. You know when the occasion they'll put it back in the wrong place? Yep, yep, that's, that's happened to me before. Slight panic, then you go, of course, yep. they popped it there. Fine. That's why, you num- that's why you number them. Next door, they had four bins, Rob. Right, this is when I found out for the first time. I was like, oh, right, they must have gone and taken one of my bins. They've got four flats next door. I had no idea. I presumed it was two flats. <laughs> four flats? Four flats. That must be tight in there. You've seen the size of my house. That is not a four-flat no, house. You've Rob. got a lovely house, but I would, it's not huge. It's, it's, it's a, not it's, four-flatter. No, it's a two-flatter or it's a family a home. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, they've all got theirs numbered, A, B, C, and D. I'm not going to throw out uh, suspicions into who it was on the street, but one house have got two of the new big bins. And they've written their number on both of them. <gasps> oh, my. Have you spoken to these people before? Well, no, because I only realised this yesterday. And yeah. I just, I don't know what to do, Rob. Oh, right, okay. And I thought, if ever there's a forum to discuss it, because obviously it's, it's a difficult conversation to basically accuse someone of stealing your bin. I don't, mm. I can't foresee them going, it's a fair cop. They probably... Maybe even think they have to rightfully have two bins, like you seemingly think, Rob. 
Like, well, no, no, no. I, I, we got given bins, but we, I bought extra bins. Oh, right. So they right. may have bought an extra bin. So that's the difficulty. Exactly. That's that's. This is all my worries, yeah. right? So I don't know what to do. Would you confront them? Would you phone Hackney Council? If you phoned Hackney Council, would you let on your suspicions about uh, the other the other house? I personally, I would let that bin go. Yeah. And I would ring Hackney Council and say I never got a bin. Yeah. But that is lying. That's what I'd say to you off the podcast. Well, it's particularly bad considering, uh, you know, we've got quite a broad listenership, Rob. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone at Hackney Council listened to this. I mean, if you t- spoke to me privately, I'd say, just tell them you never got a bin. Yeah. And then, uh, but now on the podcast, I'd say, just swallow it and buy one. Well, I don't know you can buy one, Rob. Guess how many bins I've got? How many bins? Have you... <laughs> yes, guess how many come to this? Guess how many bins I've got? We've got I've got loads of good how stuff. How are we top guess... of the podcast charts with this kind of shit? I don't think, I can't imagine anyone's got more bins than me in a in a, in a residential property. Okay, I think you've got five Commercially, bins. Commercially. I think you've got five bins, including recycling and others. No, no. In total? Yeah. Seven. Talk me through your bins, Rob. <laughs> okay, we've got... This feels like the end of, a, of an ITV game show. I'm going no, seven. I, I've got I eight. need you I've to talk eight. me through your seven, otherwise we can't got, give you the star prize. I've got eight. I've got eight. I forgot about one. You know the little wicker ones in your house? They don't count, right? <laughs> no, right. I've got... Two brown wheelie bins for paper recycling, two green wheelie bins for plastic recycling, two black wheelie bins for any other business, and I've got a food bin, and then I've got the black bin that they gave me to put all my plastic and card in, which is just, considering the current world we're in of deliveries, is an absolute insult to even the prospect of recycling. So I'm running an eight-bin operation. Rob, I've got to ask you. Is yeah. that final black bin going begging? Because I could give it a great home. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes that bin doesn't get used. But when it gets to Christmas and things like that, the bin's getting involved. It's, I'd say it's a, it's a seasonal bin. So I did, I did phone up Hackney Council and I gave up. I can't believe you've got a seasonal bin. <laughs> well, no, but, but then sometimes they missed, like today, they missed a pickup and it was like snowy last week. So... I've got. I pulled them back in full, and now the seasonal bin can be used as a sort of rescheduled yeah, bin. Yeah, exactly. It's a rescheduled bin. Yeah. I've got, I'm, I'm running an eight bin ship. If anyone's got more on eight bins, talk to me because I was dead against it when Lou suggested it. But since I've received the eight bins and we've got a side alley they can all fit in, I'm all I'm pro eight bin. Well, I'm go- I'm not going to lie to you. There's someone on our street who's trying to get to eight bins. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Um, oh, well, I'm sorry that someone stole your bin. Yeah, but, um, well, I phoned yeah. Hackney Council. I was 10th in the thing and I gave up. 10th oh, in the queue? Who else is ringing? Well, I don't know. There's a bin thief on the loose. <laughs> There's a bin thief. Um, how's it been with uh, children and parenting as well as, looking? you know, I suppose it's part of parenting, isn't it? Looking after well, bins. Well, uh, we put her in the bin and I'm not going to lie, we haven't seen her since, Rob. <laughs> it's been a very quiet week. It's been a very quiet week, but she's having a lovely time at her new home. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. been, do you know what? Big weekend. Yep. Moved her bedroom. Oh, okay. What, what, why is that? Because we've had the loft finally kind of more or less finished. So that's now yep. a spare room. So she's moved up to the old spare room. Okay. And then her old room's the new spare room. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I have never felt like more of a man than I did this weekend. Oh, what happened? I dissembled two beds. Yeah. Assembled two beds. Yeah. Made a wigwam. Do they oh, call them that anymore? TP? TP, we're going, oh, oh God, I, I don't know why, but both of those words feels like they could cancel us. Yeah, mate. <laughs> assembled two beds, got rid of two beds, built a uh, a kind of, a kind of conical a tent. tent. 
a kind of inside <laughs> right. tent. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Is um, no, we Guam camping holiday, unless that's a really racist company. I think we're all right. I think we're, we're, we're I think we've, I think we've shown enough worry about saying it, enough concern yeah, that a, we've shown that we're not throwing it around willy nilly. Yeah, okay. Just to be sure, a wigwam is more of a curved top, so a teepee is what I think. Yeah, a teepee you've done yet? Yeah, um, <laughs> I did love your attempt to try and re-edit yourself straight after and yeah. think enough of another word. That is, no teepees. Oh, God, sells teepees. If, if we're going down, Argos are coming with us. Well, the way the high street's going, Rob, I wouldn't be surprised if Argos are going with us. <laughs> well, we, this podcast will be bought out by ASOS. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I did all that this weekend. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely one of the most kind of... I felt just alive. I felt like a proper... I, I used an electric screwdriver for oh. the first time. <gasps> a Bosch, a little Bosch one. Uh, it was a big. It was one that was a drill that had a screwdriver bit that you could put in it. Mate, that that does feel good for someone who doesn't use them all the time. That, especially for you, because you don't do it. On, same as me. We you're not. We're not DIY guys, are we, Josh? We're not DIY guys. And I, it gets you out of parenting as well, doesn't it? Well, she likes to help. She does like to help. Oh, oh, okay. That is a bit annoying. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 a lovely life affirming moment. But it did mean I couldn't finish my podcast. We've spoken about the one in ear, the one ear in technique of a podcast. But when you're putting a bed together, I think you, you just have to sacrifice the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you do. Also, because there's bits falling all over the shop, you could crush a child at any moment with a new bed. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Well done, Josh. That's a good sense of achievement, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Well, it was, and then I lost my bin, and then I didn't know how to chase it up, and suddenly I didn't feel like a man at all. You feel so, weak um, then, don't you? Especially you like, do feel you know, weak, and then part of you thinks. How hard are they? If it went to a fight, could I take them over this bin? Well, also, imagine if it got into some kind of dispute, Rob, and then I kept seeing them, because I'm not going to move over this bin issue. I'd prefer to just never bring it up. Well, yeah, exactly. I think you're best off just bury it. It's done. Oh, I forgot to tell you something, Rob. Go on. This was massive. Yeah. I was leaving nursery. Yeah. And a, um, by the way, my daughter now prefers nursery to us. <laughs> okay. How will... <laughs> How often does she go? Three days a week. Yeah. But uh, she's not in on, um, which day isn't she in? Thursdays. Wednesday night. It's a mummy and daddy day tomorrow. The disappointment in her voice. I, in your defence, there's at nursery, there's loads of other kids, right, playing, okay? And when yeah. it's just you two, it's just you two and, it, and in the house or the park. They're bored of that. Yeah, but tell my, me about it, mate. Well, my, she thinks we're fucking rubbish. Well, my, we took um, we took the, the, the both of them to the park the other day when it was really cold. You know, it was like minus six, right? And one of the youngest was being a bit ratty. I was like, oh, she's been really ratty. What's wrong with her? And I was like, it's because we've took her to the fucking park and it's minus six. <laughs> what kind of kid? If if it weren't lockdown and we did this, social services would be involved. Go, what, the, what are you doing? You're taking your kid to the park. It's minus six. Keep them inside. This is dangerous. It's dangerously cold for a child. No wonder she's right. <laughs> so uh, don't do yourself down, Josh. It's that, that it's no. just because you can't do much with them. You know. No. Invent invent something to do. But any anyway, well, I did. We made we made four beds together. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was leaving a nursery. A guy stopped me. Yeah. Uh, one of the other parents pointed at his legs. Do you know what he said, Rob? What? Pointed at his legs and said. I'm wearing tracksuit trousers because of your podcast. <laughs> I can't believe what well I don't, I just can't believe that you're not on your own of somebody who never wears tracksuit trousers and I am loving the fact that we're bringing more sort of middle class uptight people into the world of tracky bees. It's a great world. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it was like I'd opened a, a a door into a new world for him. He he was 
I, you know, very nice man, and he was absolutely delighted yeah. that we'd introduced the idea of tracksuit trousers to his life. I do think that the, the style of people, I've, you know, I've been going, looking at going, you know, going to the shops and things like that. When you see people coming to the shops, they, everyone is dressed slightly at the moment, with and the, and the tracksuit bottoms are getting a little bit more scra- like scraggly and older because we're wearing them a lot. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone slightly looks like sort of a Russian alcoholic just walking around the street. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, I'm going to say it, Rob. This is how much I'm, I've lost kind of interest in dressing to even leave the house. Yeah. I've thought about buying some T-shirts that I don't like because I fear that I'm using T-shirts that I like on pointless days. Because, you know, you, you only get so many washes out of a T-shirt. Yes. Rob. So I was like, I'm, I'm wearing T-shirts that I like, but I'm only wearing them around the house. I need to buy five supplementary crap T-shirts that I can wear for the rest of life. You know what? I think that's a good decision. You know, you get, get like from next, do quite good ones, where they're like five quid, and then you can, you know, you could just wear them until we're allowed out again, and then you're worrying a bit more about nicer, nicer fitting stuff. Jesus. Have I just given up? Have I just I lost... Know- no, I think you're right. I mean, I think you can only get a year out of a T-shirt, really. Max. Properly. And you can keep wearing it, but it's ill-fitting. And then you just think you're getting fat. You're like, this yeah. don't fit anymore. I mean, it's because you've washed it at 80 degrees. The sleeves get so short. You look like you're, you look like you're rollerblading yeah. on a Miami beach. And then you try and reach something from a top cupboard, belly's out. Little hairy oh, belly God. says hello. And that isn't your fault. You know, it's your T-shirt's fault. So T-shirts, I think, have outstayed their welcome too long. And they need to be take them to a charity shop for someone else that's smaller than you and they may fit them. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's part of my personal opinion anyway. I, I totally agree. I totally agree, Rob. Um, um, do you want one more question? Yes, one more question, please. Do you want a quiz? Uh, okay, yeah, I'll have a quiz. Did the old box of uh, stuff you wanted to get rid of outside the front of the house? Oh, you love that, yep. Love it. Shall I give you the items? You can tell me which one wasn't taken. You didn't put it all on the bin, did you? And then they just took the bin with it in. <laughs> so you, got, you put a list of items... We've got a list of items that I put outside the house. Only one of them wasn't taken by the residents of Hackney. Okay, okay, talk me through. Okay. A mirror. Okay. A framed poster for Italia 90. Oh, my God. Wait, I'd have had that. No, it's a very bad print, Rob. Oh, okay. It's a very, I, got, I got done on eBay. Oh, you got Etsy'd. Yeah. You got exactly. absolutely wished. Yeah, and still framed it, even though I knew in my heart it was bullshit. <laughs> right, so a mirror of Italia 90. Then a uh, toilet seat. Okay, so working all the toilet seat. Yeah, brand new. Oh, okay. In the packaging. In the in the packaging. Okay. A sun canopy for a Bugaboo B five. <laughs> Love the detail. Yep. <laughs> and a white towel. A white a white towel. Like a a child, some kind of towel you'd give to a baby. Okay, right, all right. So I think the toilet seat and packaging is gone immediately. Yeah, yeah, that's going. Yeah, who doesn't want a fucking toilet seat, mate? <laughs> Especially a new one if it was old product. Yeah. I think Italian ninety's gone. Yeah. Oh, someone like that. So what we've got left, mirror, 
Bugger, bugaboo. I think bugaboo umbrella's gone. It has gone. Yeah. And I, I was surprised at that because yeah, who the niche. fuck needs that on a bugaboo B fart? Like, that is a niche yeah, but, item. But someone will readapt it to use somewhere else. Okay, cool. So, uh, what we got left? Mirror and white towel. I think the mirror, I think, I think the mirror got left. No, the white towel got left, Rob. Did it? Oh, see, I felt like it was too obvious, the white towel. Oh, uh, yeah. A towel's a weird thing to pick up, isn't it? Because it's something to clean you, isn't it? But yeah, white towel, yeah. that was, yeah. Oh, it's a shame. At least you got rid of the heavy stuff. Exactly, mate. Do you know what? I enjoyed that game and we'll play it again next week. Also, can I say, because um, Rose sells a lot of stuff, doesn't she? She buys and sells antique things. Beautiful stuff. It's on her Instagram. Um, what I, a personal highlight of mine is when she said in a light fitting, your <laughs> arm comes into shot to help sell yeah. it because you have to hold the light fitting up and some of them look so heavy I can see the, 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 the veins in your arms popping with strain honestly that um <laughs> that kind of small chandelier thing I, I was having to lift it up and then because we only had probably about seven or eight seconds the the, the bits were still swinging on it <laughs> so you, it was like taking a moving shot of a kind of animal in its wild in its natural habitat oh my god well we'll put them on the Instagram uh, page yeah. um, uh, but yeah, it really made me laugh. I was like, I know that arm. That is the arm of the <laughs> Do you know what? The arm was looking good because it was so tense. The arm looks great. There's no there's no comedy in the arm looking weak or it just looks like a big, strong arm. Well, I tell you what, there, where there is the comedy. Next time you look at it, Rob, when you go to screen grab it, look at the colour of those fingers as they grip on for dear life. They are as purple <laughs> as an aubergine. <laughs> Because there's one of them. One, you're like holding the top, looks easy, looks very easy. Yeah. The second one, he got two purple fingers. <laughs> it looks like you're holding on to someone's hand as you fall off a cliff. <laughs> oh my lord! The first scene in Cliffhanger. Yeah, the first yeah. scene in Cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. post that up. But yeah, you're happy. Yeah, we'll put both up because one looks a lot lighter than the other. Hello everyone, it's Alan here. I just wanted to tell you about my brand new podcast coming next week. Lights of Beach. This podcast is the escapism we all need right now. I sat down and chatted with some of my famous friends about everything travel. From caravanning in real to private jetting to the Maldives, my guests spill the beans on their holiday horrors and dream destinations. And let's face it, we might not have the sun on our faces, but after a listen to this, you'll definitely have a smile. First episode is the very funny Ramesh Ranganathan. And coming out, we've got Robbie Williams, Jesse Ware and her mum Lenny, Michael McIntyre, Rufus Wayne, Right, Rob Rinder, James Blunt, Dustin Lance Black. Oh, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a fantastic ride. We've had some good stuff, right, from our listeners. Oh, the correspondence is... Yeah, let's, let's shut up a bit and get this correspondence out, because you guys, they've really gone up a, uh, a notch. Oh, I'll tell you what, let's do this one first, because it comes off the Many back. Many would say I did string out the Ben anecdote too long if I, we're no, good you're, correspondence. There's a lot of people going through that kind of stuff, and it needs a voice, and I think the bin stuff's great. Don't don't get cautious about the bin stuff, all right? Don't get worried about it. We've got plenty of time in this episode to talk through stuff. This The stuff about leaving stuff outside to go, right? This, this really made me laugh. Um, this is from Sophie on Instagram. He said, hi, guys. I love the podcast. This isn't about the dummy fairy, but instead the buggy fairy. My daughter is eight now, but when she was due to start school, I decided it was time for the buggy fairy to come and take her pushchair. 
I dropped the buggy off outside Oxfam. On reflection, I think it could be classed as flyer tipping, um, but I left it there for them to take in and resell. And gave my daughter a gift in place of the buggy and said, here's your gift. We're giving the buggy to the buggy fairy. Um, I explained she was a big girl and the fairy had taken it to give to another child. She was distraught but got over it. After a few hours, on her way to nursery, a few days later, she was over it after a few hours. Sorry. Oh, no. And on her way to nursery, a few days later, we have to walk past Oxfam. Imagine my horror to see that the buggy was still set outside. Oh, no. I tried to hurry her past, but she spotted it and cried. Oh. I was half tempted to grab it back, but it looked even grottier than it did when it was in our house. And I didn't think I want. <laughs> I also <laughs> didn't want anyone to think I was stealing a oh, buggy God. from a charity what shop. A Why aren't they taking it in? Oh, I don't. And have you got any tips of getting old, older, <laughs> any older unwanted toys? Keep up the great work. Um, I think outside your house, if you live in a built-up area, yeah, is the best great. way, and with a sign on it that says. Um, please, free, please take. I think that's the best. I love giving stuff outside the house. Is it? I don't know if it's illegal. I hope it's not. But it's, I don't it's, think it's, it's thrilling because it just goes. And yeah, you, think, you can get obsessed with watching people take it. Oh, yeah. Or some people knock and go, you really get rid of that? And it's sort of like, yeah, I am actually. You know, it's just a bit too big for a house. So, yeah. Yes. It's quite a nice it's compliment. Just a Oh, mate, just take it. Yeah, it's lovely, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, that 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 made me giggle. Um, I've got an. Do you want? Um, I've got I've got loads. Of, do you want me to do a bit of an Instagram special, Josh? Have you got Get some ones on, you want to do? Not? Okay. Uh, do you know what? On Friday, mm-hmm. before uh, Jamelia, yeah. we'll do a a uh, surprise births special. A surprise birth special before Jamelia. Okay, perfect. Right here we go. Um, but until then, here we go. This is hi Rob and Josh. Please let me start off saying I absolutely love you. Um, Oh, this is weird. Rob a bit more because he's slightly cooler. I mean, that is a real low threshold. I'm seen as the cooler one, Josh. I yeah. don't think I'm cooler. You, you live in well, East London. You know. You're cool. You have like trendy stuff. Well, the problem with East London, mate, is as much as it's cool, it's the kind of edgy place where someone could steal your bin willy-nilly. So. <laughs> yeah, willy! I mean, also, as well, if you're cool, you don't say willy-nilly, do you? You don't say willy-nilly. Anyway, so she loves both of us. So that's the, that's the main thing here. Yeah. Please keep my name anonymous. I have tried to hide this embarrassing moment from anyone for two years now in case the people who heard the moment may actually know me and I've only ever told one person due to trauma. This is a real confessional, Josh. From your podcast with Michael Sheen and stories of trying to use toilets when your children are of a different gender, let me assure you, when they are the same sex, it's still a nightmare. Let me elaborate. My daughter was about three years old. We were having a relatively crap day Christmas shopping. As you can imagine, with a three-year-old, naturally she needed a toilet while we stood waiting to pay. When else could she need a piss, obviously? Still a bit of resentment, like it's the kid's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we rushed through and went to the toilets in John Lewis. Um, also, let me mention, I was there to buy a present for the in-laws, a yearly treat. I'm a Poundland kind of girl, so I was very out of my depth in the store. Luckily, though, the toilets were right next to the tills, so we could keep our place in the queue and didn't have to go far. Anyway, she went to the toilet, no place drama. In the queue? What are you going to do? Aim it from a distance? No, I think they sort of just left the, stuck the basket and said, oh, we're just, oh I'm I just going to take my daughter to the toilet and I'll be back. Right. So yeah. that was because, anyway. So anyway, she went to the toilet, no drama. So I thought I'd do the same while while there before the long drive home. It was the awful time of the month um, for a lady. So there I am trying to distract her while I sort my tampon out. As she turns around and shouts at the top of her lungs, oh my gosh, mummy, why did you pull a dead mouse out of your nunny? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I died. Oh, Amazon did word. the rest of my Christmas shop and I didn't leave the house for two months. Don't oh, worry, kids word. hate all adults, not just dads. That is, I mean, you know, and everyone would have heard that because I, I feel like I'm better at listening in a queue. I'm always ear, ear wigging what people are buying and doing, and it? it's because there's nothing else going on. I, I, I'd written off the shopping. There's no way I'm coming back to that. Oh God! Also, you don't you don't need to be anonymous for that. I don't think you've done. You know, you haven't done anything wrong, and you're not around. You haven't. You're not around. No, 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 Josh. She, she actually uses dead mice as. Um, oh, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you do need to be kept <laughs> anonymous for that. <laughs> no, no, that she obviously doesn't uh, for legal reasons. Yeah, just a, to be very clear on that. We don't know that. It was a standard issue. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't want to get involved in what this lady What's the next one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, pom-pom jar of destiny. Hi, Rob. Oh, yeah, we're doing Josh. the pom-pom jar now. Is it going all right? Yeah, great. We've gone too big. Yes, I said that to you. You sent me a picture of the pom-pom jar. But she doesn't seem to have noticed. Oh, so she's happy with that. We're ploughing on. Okay. We're do- doing a slide in the summer. That's what it's leading to. That's good. It's almost, almost like a sort of midpoint Father Christmas threat, isn't it? The, 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 exactly. The summer pom-pom jar payoff. Um, well, well, well done with that then, because ours is a bit more of a weekly thing, because uh, my kids are insane like me. Um, dear Rob and Josh, <laughs> I just need to tell you, you've absolutely saved my evenings. The pom-pom jar of destiny, the PPJ, OD, has been revolutionary. My four-year-old has flat out refused to let anyone put him to sleep for four years. In complete desperation, I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a go. I negotiated a five-pom-pom exchange to let his dad put him to sleep. <laughs> oh, my word, that exchange rate is appalling. It's a terrible exchange rate, but it five got pom-poms results. Five-pom-poms sleep? It feels like the Brexit deal. She's out, she's out of it, <laughs> but she will have to pay dividends later. So it was the first time in four years I was able to have a glass of wine in front of the telly without having to do bedtime. I could cry. Oh, wow. It's been that much of a game changer. Five pom-poms, I though, know. mate. Um, he's got you. He knows exactly where he's got you. Five a night, that is, without anything else happening. Five a night? Bloody hell. Be slide by March. Robbie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this is something else I've got to clear up. So said, Robbie, deserve a knighthood for that tip. Thanks for saving the time, Mum, and thanks for an epic podcast, keeping us going through such bleak times. The, this... What would Rob Beckett do feature on the show? Like, first of all, people are giving me shit saying I'm I'm not I'm not an expert in child. This is just my tips. But what I need to yeah. say is anything with a good hit rate that works is a Louise Beckett ideology. Oh, okay. So I think I don't. I, we so need- you didn't come up with the PP. No, um, no o- it was a J- D. it was a no. Lou comes up with a the PPO the PPO I don't know. Anyway, Hi, have you been affected by PPOJOD? Have you been offered five pom-poms in exchange for something that wasn't your fault? Anyway, no. So I think it needs to be like, what would Rob, rename it maybe, what would Rob and Lou do or what would Rob Beckett do under the instruction of Louise Watts? It's not as catchy a title, but it's only fair that Lou gets the respect she deserves because a lot of it is her. But I'm glad the pom-pom jar works. That's a great... Do you think Amazon are going... We're selling a lot of pom-poms and jars in the last week. What the hell's going on here? I think we're influencers now, Josh. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what we're advertising this episode as you listen, but if it's not pom-poms, then the pom-pom industry needs to fucking cough up. <laughs> Do you reckon it's like there's an industry for pom-poms or just loads of individuals knocking out pom-poms? Yeah, I don't know if there's a pom-pom ombudsman. What, what's mad is 
Because when we do like um, company awards as comedians, they get a comedian in, they do some stand up, and then you give out the awards of best salesperson and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's happening on Zoom now. We used to go to like, hotels all around the country. And what I've realized is there's a Jeff Bezos of everything. There is the pom pom guy. There'll be one person that yeah. makes the most pom poms and is the best at pom poms. And there'll be like sort of imitations. But you, that's what I've realized. There's always someone doing a mat. There was a bloke, I did a car sales awards. This guy yeah. sold. 564 cars in a year. 564 That's cars? That's like nearly two a day. Bloody hell. Exactly. So um, there is probably a pom-pom guy out there. Uh, I don't know well, who. I'm just on the Wikipedia page she. for pom-poms, Rob. Yeah. And they're pretty, yeah, it's pretty boring. It's pretty slim pickings here, actually. Is it? There's no big guy. There's no, there's no pom-pom there's, big guy. There's no mention of who invented the pom-pom. There's no, <laughs> there's a lot of cheerleader stuff. That is not going in the where, jar. Yeah, but where does a furry ball start and a pom-pom finish? Well, exactly, Rob. But let's not talk person. about your sex life. Hey, <laughs> just a bit oh, of fun. Here he is. He's on fire, this guy. Um, this one's from Cheryl Johnson. Uh, hi, Rob and Josh. Just listening to uh, how Rob makes the girls laugh by putting them in the bath with their socks on. If you want another bath time idea. Oh, yeah, we've done this. Disco bath. We've done, done disco, disco bath. bath. We mentioned it before. Glow sticks in the bath. Oh, no, we've done, we've got a ball that lights up. And then we oh, turn, nice. the, turn the, you know, it flashes. And then we turn the lights off and do... Um, we call it rave bath. We all take E as well, which I think... <laughs> We're all smashing MDMA. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, we meet in a field close... illegally for it as well. <laughs> yeah, being Q car park most nights. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, glow sticks can take, that can take that upper level, Josh. Yeah, you can have glow sticks just in the bath, bobbing around in the dark. Yeah, that's it keeps good. it light. Um, I've got... Um, some of these, I've gone, I've gone on a deep dive for some of these. What do you want? I've got school trip, Macy Gray or Macy IVF. Macy Gray. I'm not made of stone, mate. (laughs) Hiya, love the podcast. I've been, imagine that. Hi, I hate the podcast, but I love getting my name read out. (laughs) I I hate the podcast, but I've got a story about Macy Gray that the Ramseys aren't taking. So um, if you would read it out. Yeah, not a problem, Otto. Anyway, so love the podcast. (laughs) I've been trying to catch up as I'm late to the party, currently on episode 52. I hope you are still doing Macy Gray stories. What was Macy Gray about? I can't even she had She had children very close oh, to Yeah, her. that was it. Sorry. We'll always take a Macy Gray story. We'll always take a Macy Gray. Um, a friend of mine told me that he works with a guy who broke up with his girlfriend and within a month started seeing someone. He soon found out his ex-girlfriend was pregnant. And then not long after he started seeing this new girl, he had a one-night stand cheating on the new girlfriend oh, no. and got the one-night stand pregnant. What? All the oh, while also impregnating the current girlfriend. No. So what? Ended, uh, so ended up having three children by three different women, all born within five months of each other. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> okay, so. Presumably dumped by the new girl as well. I mean, we haven't got that. We haven't got that. So what we have here is, though, she says, the Otto here uh, says, a tale I called bullshit on immediately when my friend told me this. So surely no one is that stupid. But the person telling me, we've got an insider. It's like Watergate. It's, we've, got, we've got evidence. It's one of them web sleuths, right? So the person telling the story does the payroll at the company and knows his child maintenance situation. Oh, my fucking God. No, that is yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine that bloke looking at his pacelet oh, that month mate. after the third was born. I, obviously, this is not a comparable situation, but... I looked at my payslip last month. They do like repeats of last leg or something somewhere. Yeah. I got 13p for these repeats of last leg, Rob. Do you have a shit one, did you, in the episode? <laughs> Is it based on joke for a minute? 
Um, 13p. Oh, yeah, 30, so like... and imagine how many people have processed that for it to get to me. <laughs> what country did you get the 13p? What's I it? don't know. It just said like last leg renumeration series 12 or something. And it was like 13p. And I just thought, fuck, mate, the amount of people that have dealt with the fact that I'm getting this 13p and I'm going to have to pay fucking tax on it. <laughs> and also your agent needs 20%. Yeah, exactly. My agents, my agent, Channel 4, the people who sent the money to Channel 4, um, just, and then it comes to me, and then I've got to pay HMRC, which I totally understand, but... Oh, no, you're not ruling out, you, you know, you're not angry about the amount of tax no, no, you've got I'm not to pay. angry about losing that 4p. I'm not angry. <laughs> yeah, I understand it's for the greater good, but it's just more it's, the, the it admin of it. It's got to be built. <laughs> Kids can't go to school if I don't pay my tax. <laughs> oh, God. I think I've, I've probably ate 13p's worth of glue at school by accident, <laughs> just being on my fingers. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Talking of school, Josh, I've got an excellent school trip experience. I've got a couple. Let's do two school trip ones to finish, okay? Yeah. Okay. I think our school trip, this is from Samantha. I think our school Pop trip... Got the Grange theme tune behind it, Michael. Let's, <laughs> let's have a bit of production on this. All right. I've got three school stories. Let's do it. Let's get the, let's get the production on it. Okay. So talking of school trips, circa 1986... The school trip was to a local farm, okay? Um, we thought, oh, this would be great, and we'll learn about being yeah, farmers that. and, you know, see the animals and stuff. Anyway, it was <laughs> it was to a local farm to watch lambs having small elastic bands applied oh, no. to their tails and genitals oh, so they God. would eventually drop off. Oh, my this God. This has to be up there with not only the worst school trip, but also the most mentally scarring. <laughs> what science teacher ever thought it was going to be either educational or deemed a nice day out of the classroom? That is absolute madness. I know, insane. Are you sure they didn't just turn up on a day and then it happened to be that day? Surely, I mean, whacking an elastic band on a lamb's knob could be done the next day. Sure, I don't, I don't mean. I don't think it has to be done on a survey. It's not like lamb. It's not the knob, Rob. It's the balls. The lamb's balls, not the knobs. I don't. I don't think it can be specific day. It's not like laying resin on your drive, where it needs to be the right temperature. <laughs> wow. No, I mean that. That is a horrible. And normally on those school trips, you get a go, don't you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This one's good. This one is from Paris Di Matteo. Oh, wow. Di Matteo? Di Matteo? Anyway. I literally love the podcast. I only found it last week, so I've desperately been binge listening since then. You had episode where you mentioned the most ridiculous things a child has made you do. This is a story about a ridiculous thing I did for my nephew. 
A couple of years ago, I was looking after my nephew for the night and taking him to school the next day. My nephew told me that he likes his grapes in his lunchbox at school and that his mum pills them for him because he doesn't like the skin. Oh, who the... I thought, this is a bit extreme, but it's for one night. I'll do it yeah. just so he goes to bed yeah, happy. Yeah. So there I am spending an hour peeling 10 grapes. I mean, I, I think you must have got the numbers wrong there because that is... I'm, you know, I'm Six the... minutes of grapes? <laughs> How big are these grapes? Um, <laughs> so spending an hour peeling grapes for my five-year-old, only for my sister to tell me the next day that she has never peeled a grape for him in his life. Amazing. What a legend. That is great. That is an excellent trolling from a nephew yeah. to, a, to an aunt. How old was he? Five? Five. I think they would have done that on purpose. My five-year-old's getting like that. She keeps nicking her iPad and taking it into bed with her. So we go, right, go into bed. And then the other that night, I went up there about midnight to go to bed, and I saw that she sneaked her iPad into her room. Oh, wow. Cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. She hasn't got a bin on her, has she? <laughs> uh, right, last one, Josh, before we wrap up. Another school trip one. This is from R underscore Roofy 14. Hi, as a teacher, my worst school trip experience was to Hun Stanton um, a couple of years ago. Our coach driver took the wrong turn onto the A14, so we ended up going the wrong way. There were some wide glances exchanged between staff, but we assumed that the driver knew what he was doing. 45 minutes later, we realised that we were, in fact, driving in a huge loop, a huge loop, which had brought us right back to the school where we had started our journey. At this point, the children started to notice and shouts us, haven't we already driven through here? Started coming from the back of the bus. <laughs> the, t- the head teacher, this is God, this is it's sad, but so funny. The head teacher then asked the coach driver if he did, in fact, know the way to the seaside, at which point the driver burst into tears. What? <laughs> <laughs> he continued to cry until Peterborough services were another, <laughs> another teacher bought him a coffee and calmed him down. <laughs> My God. Having left school at 9 a.m., we arrived in Hunstanton mid-afternoon and just about had time for some chips before getting back on the bus and heading out. Poor sod. He's 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 had a howl of the bloke, and he? He's gone the wrong way. He's, he's too scared to say anything, and he's broken down. <laughs> I mean, bless him. I've been there before. I've got lost. And this, this was probably before sat-navs. He's at, oh, oh bless him. Oh, how was the bus trip? We had a breakdown. Not in the way you'd expect. Uh, yeah, emotional. <laughs> emotional rather than uh, rather than puncture. Oh, oh my word. But I still don't think maybe I Maybe something else is well, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, there's gotta like be something going on at home, hasn't there? <laughs> I mean if there are, if there isn't, good luck when something is. <laughs> Poor sod. I got, well, I got lost in Croydon once and cried and punched my steering wheel and called myself all the swear words. I got trapped on a ring road. I get angry rather than sad in those situations, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I angry must. No, but I, I'm crying and angry, which I think is the worst combo, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love to pull up alongside someone who's crying and angry. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed this, Josh. It's been nice to catch up. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, hasn't it? Nice. And, um, it feels been like it's been ages. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. And we've got um, Jamelia on Friday. Great episode. She's a big fan of the podcast, which was nice to um, have someone on that's been listening and, and enjoying it. So uh, it was a great one. It was a brilliant one. I'm really excited for people to hear it. She was great. And she was, you know, really open and really funny. And also, it's great when you talk to someone who's like talking about other episodes and you're like, bloody hell, you know more about this than I do, man. Yeah. And also her setup's great as well. She's got a like a young baby, like a two, three-year-old. She's got a stepchild and she's got two like teenage daughters. So she claims to have had the, the worst, the worst top trump, the hardest top trump of 
parented in lockdown. Yes. Which I think, I think, do you know what? Give it a listen and I think I'll make a right. That is a tough combo. Yeah. Do you know what? Ellis James needs to buck his bloody ideas up. <laughs> exactly. Um, we can right then, Josh. I'll see you on Friday. See you then, mate. Bye. 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 